0: Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Thursday, July 1st. Holiday traffic is expected to be up, fireworks supplies are down, and we're focused on America's changing tastes. July 4th is about American independence from Great Britain, but July 4th weekend is about food. Lots of it. WalletHub reports that Americans are expected to spend around $7.5 billion with burgers and hot dogs at the top of most shopping lists, as they always are. But if you peek inside the grill, you might not always find beef burgers. You might instead find plant-based burgers from companies like Beyond Meat or Impossible Foods because more and more Americans are trying to incorporate their beliefs about sustainability into their diets. The reality is that factory-farmed beef, which is what most of us eat, is awful for the environment. A big part of that relates to cows being notorious carbon emitters, but it's also because of the energy and resources needed to grow, process, and move around both the cows and their food. And more and more consumers, particularly younger ones, have taken notice and are trying to do their small part while waiting on governments and corporations to maybe do theirs. This is the reason that burger giants like McDonald's and Burger King now have plant-based options, and it's reflected in how investors are valuing companies like Beyond Meat and Impossible. Americans will never stop grilling, but what they grill could be evolving. So ahead of the holiday weekend, we wanted to speak with Beyond Meat founder and CEO Ethan Brown about changing consumer behaviors and what it means for the future of meat. But first, this. We're joined now by Ethan Brown, founder and CEO of Beyond Meat. Ethan... For July 4th or other major grilling holidays, what do they mean to be on meat in terms of kind of a check-in point or even a data point about how much Americans are adopting alternative meats?
1: I think these events, um, whether it's Memorial Day or July uh, 4th or Labor Day, there are moments when we all get together with our families around meals and typically around animal protein. In the United States. And it's important to us to see the penetration uh, that we're achieving with those consumers, those mainstream consumers that can have all the same occasions and enjoyment, but do it with something uh, like our product, which is going to be better for them, uh, better for the environment, and of course, better on animal welfare. And one of the statistics that I love is one that's coming out of Kroger a couple summers ago where we had data that showed that 93% of the people that are putting the Beyond Burger in their grocery cart are also putting some kind of animal protein in as well. We want to go after that consumer that is what's called a flexitarian, someone who's who's eating both both animal protein and plant-based meat.
0: What do you believe is the primary driver of increased interest in plant-based meats, whether from Beyond or from other companies?
1: Yeah, I think it has to do with which population you're discussing. So uh, on the demographic side, if you look at folks who are 40 and older, they tend to come in first around health. If you look at folks that are younger, Generation Z, Millennials, etc., you really do start to see uh, the broader social issues uh, registering at a much higher level in terms of climate change, in terms of natural resource use. I mean, here we're in a, a pretty historic drought. So people are looking for a solution and you know it costs a lot of money to go out and buy a Tesla or an electric vehicle. It costs a lot less to express what you stand for when you buy a Beyond Burger and put it at the center of your plate.
0: Ethan, on the sustainability side, just focusing on plant-based meat, I mean, kind of as a society, does that take pressure off the traditional meat industry, the traditional factory farms to reduce their carbon footprints?
1: I think if you look at some of the companies that are pursuing both. It's probably part of their ESG strategy. So if you take a traditional meat company, right, there would be a reason it's a lot like the, you know, analogy would be General Motors producing electric vehicles as well as the internal combustion engine. So, so I think in that case, it's a tool they can use. But no, do I think we're taking pressure? Off? Probably not. I mean, we're such a small component of the overall protein market today. Beyond Meat is iterating really on a product in the food space. Are you a food company
0: or a technology company?
1: Really, both. We're both. And I think the, the most important characteristic of our company is we're a company that's committed to continuing to advance towards this goal of building a perfect piece of meat from plants. I mean, that, that's something that we believe is possible at a material level. We've looked at this in a thousand different ways. I think we understand meat better than most. And we've looked at the plant kingdom. We understand that those five key components of, of meat, the amino acids, lipids, trace minerals, vitamins, and water, are all available outside the animal. So it makes much more sense to us to do what we're doing, which is to pull those directly from plants and non-animal sources and run them through our system, which is heating, cooling, and pressure, versus run that material through the animal for the animal to organize it in the form of muscle. We can now do that with technology ourselves, and we're getting better every year.
0: Ethan, final question for you. We've talked a bit about why people are adopting plant-based meats, but right now, what do you see is the biggest challenge to getting new people to try them and actually adopt them and put them into their daily routines?
1: I think there's been a lot of products over many, many years that that have not been what the consumer wanted. And they were using the best technology at the time and, 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 and did an amazing job with the, the, the success that they had. But there's a a sense among consumers that these products aren't going to deliver. We have to demonstrate uh, that our products, given the amount of investment we've made, that they're going to delight folks from a sensory experience as well as from a nutritional and and broader social issues perspective. So we just have to keep driving on taste. We have to keep making the products so that they are uh, approaching that point of indistinguishable from, from animal protein. Ethan, you just released the third version of your Beyond Burger how many versions
0: do you think they're going to need to be until it can hit consumer critical mass?
1: I think we're several iterations away from from that kind of perfect build and that indistinguishable build. But the three things that I focus the most on and three levers of our growth... Are really around the sensory experience of getting the taste right. Second is continuing to improve the nutritional uh, value. And the third piece is cost, right? We have to drive the cost of our products to the point where we can offer a price that is below that of animal protein so that it becomes tastes just as good, delivers nutritional benefits, and is cheaper. I think at that point it becomes an unusual consumer says, you know, I'm still not gonna eat that. That then becomes an ideological issue.
0: Ethan Brown, CEO of Beyond Meat, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much. Welcome back. Before everyone takes off for the long weekend, we want to quickly update you on new developments to three stories we covered on recent episodes of Recap. First, a judge yesterday denied Britney Spears' motion to have her father, Jamie, suspended as conservator. But the judge could still remove her father if and when the pop star files a petition to have her entire conservatorship terminated. Second, New York City residents still don't know who their mayor will be after officials said there was a ballot tabulation error that put frontrunner Eric Adams in a virtual dead heat with Catherine Garcia, who previously had been listed in third place. But Adams, Garcia, and the new third placer, Maya Wiley, are all still technically in contention due to the ranked choice voter system with a final result not expected until the middle of the month. And finally, Jeff Bezos' space company, Blue Origin today announced the fourth member of its first ever human flight, which is scheduled for July 20th. It's 82-year-old Wally Funk, the legendary female pilot who was the youngest ever graduate of the Women in Space program back in the 1960s, but who never got out of the atmosphere. She'll now become the oldest ever astronaut, blasting off alongside Bezos, his brother, Mark, and the still unknown winner of a recent auction. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Naomi Shaven, Sabina Sangani, Dan Bobkoff, and Alex Sugiara. Please be sure to leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do so. Have a great National Ginger Snap Day. And we'll be back next Tuesday with another Axios Recap.